Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of The It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Good morning, friends. Well, today's podcast, dating over 40 is fun, or is it? Say you are age 40 or over and thinking about dating? Well, why not? It's an adventure of sorts, and at the very least, a topic that you and your girlfriends can have a lot of meaty discussions about. Not to mention laughing until you cry, or cry because of disappointment. Even guys report that dating after 40 can create anxiety. They say, you know, yeah, it can be interesting, but also intimidating, frustrating, and even sometimes devastating. And ladies, who said those guys don't have their own meaty discussions and don't talk amongst themselves? Because they do. I hear it in my office. Interestingly, the statistics show that only a small percentage of women over age 54 who were married are looking to marry again. They like single life and have no intentions of changing that status. While men over age 65 are more apt to be looking to marry again. Because today's podcast is a broad discussion on a broad topic, and it's not a research paper, we don't have to consider the statistics. Instead, let's focus on some pros and cons and do's and don'ts of dating after 40. Times have changed, and people marry and start families at the age of 40 and over. Probably not too much over 40 if they want to start a family, but if they are not interested in having children, they don't feel compelled to marry young. Speaking about marrying young, and I would be neglectful if I didn't mention it, I want to make a brief statement for any young person who may be listening to this podcast. Dating can be fun if you know you deserve to be treated with kindness and respect. There will always be kids who marry too young, and most of these young marriages may have to do with unwanted pregnancies or trying to run away from home because they are either being neglected physically or sexually or emotionally abused, or endure other harmful behavior. Some kids may be just pulsive and defiant and immature and easily influenced and led by their peers. So if you are listening today and you're young, please hear me when I tell you that there is help out there for you. Before making a big mistake and possibly ruining your life, seek out someone you can trust could be a teacher, school counselor, minister, a policeman, a, a radio or television station, maybe a friend's parents, or anyone who will offer help. You could also go to a homeless shelter, but try anything other than giving up or listening to friends that don't know how to help themselves. Now, we're going to go back to our main topic and the women and men over 40 who are thinking about dating. Many women and men over 40 are satisfied just dating and don't want to be obligated or tied down to one person. Others may not want marriage necessarily, but want companionship, while some want some level of companionship, but not necessarily a long-term commitment. Yet some men and women are looking for a long-term commitment, an exclusive commitment that can last for years, but they still choose to never marry. I know of one couple who both lost their spouses, they got together, both keeping their previous homes. 
they mostly lived together from Thursday through Sunday and spent the rest of the week alone. This couple was committed but knew that they needed space and alone time to do the things the other may not want to do. Hey, it worked really well for them. They were in their mid-60s. When it comes to dating a little later in life, there are unlimited scenarios of wants and needs that they list for whether they want to date or they don't want to date. It's very individual and it depends on the personalities and the wants and needs of each individual. Both men and women report that they don't find the dating scene the most comfortable activity to pursue. Their reasons are varied, but generally their first question is, how do I meet someone? Where do I even go? Well, you have to get creative and feel confident. Think of it as taking a small risk by stepping out of your comfort zone and trying what you've never tried before within limits. And the easiest way they like to begin dating is when a friend introduces you to someone. It's easy because you have a mutual friend, so your foot is in the door and without you having to do anything but show up. It may be awkward if you don't hit it off, but hopefully your friend isn't overly sensitive and life moves on and there's no harm. Then there is online dating, which seems to be one of the most popular. Here are comments shared with me from men and women all clients over age 40 who decided to try online dating or what they referred to as getting back in the game. Hey, they're not far off calling it a game, but it can be an exhausting game, especially if you don't know the rules or have not set rules for yourself. Once you have rules in place for yourself, you may finally find your prince or princess rather than wasting time on less than truthful men and women. Women and men who post a picture of themselves that was taken years earlier or tell you misleading information about themselves, be aware, they're out there. One woman described meeting up with one of her online interests only to find he was at least 20 years older than he told her. That's a shock when you see that. Another woman who talked with someone quite a while before she decided to meet up, in a public place, of course, sounded very put together. But when she saw him, he was toothless and not very well kept. And all she could think of is, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to eat with toothless taco here? I must tell you, it made me laugh too. But she got through it, and of course she didn't continue. But she was very nice because she could have just walked away. Others ask me if I have seen those so-called sexy pictures that men and women post. Well, I guess these pictures make these men feel really good about themselves and that they just know these women are going to drool over them. Uh, not so much. What the women are really needing to do for sure is question the character and respect for this person. You know, do they even respect themselves? Obviously not. Or they outright lie about who they are and other important information about themselves. So you've got a lot of combinations going out there. You've got sexy boys. I had one woman say, why do I want to see them holding up this big fish all the time? What are they trying to prove? And that's kind of funny too. So here are just a few statements that men and women have expressed to me when debating whether they want to date or not. I thought you would enjoy hearing them. One, I don't have the vaguest idea where to begin to look. Hear it all the time. Two, my experience is that it's hit or miss and mostly miss. They were talking about online dating. Three, it tires me out just working up the nerve to even consider it dating they were talking about. Four, 
not so sure I want to reinvest my emotions again. Five, the last thing I need at this time in my life is someone else's problems. Six, men my age, they only want to date younger women. You know, those trophy girls. Seven, my last date was my husband. He was the best, so how do I beat that? Eight, I thought online dating would be easier. It's like a part-time job without any guarantee of benefits. Nine, I can't think of anything worse than suffering through a disappointing date when I could be home relaxing, not pressured to entertain someone else, but only myself and feeling safe. 10. I love my freedom. I'm not at all sure I want to give any of that up. 11. I don't really need anyone. Maybe someone to go to dinner or a movie with occasionally. That would be nice. 12. I'm too busy to have time for a relationship. 13. Now that I'm older, my standards have become much higher, and I'm wiser. 14. The good ones are already taken. 15. I do not want to take care of anyone anymore. Now, if they want to take care of me, that's a possibility, as long as it shows up on my doorstep and I don't have to look for it. 16. At this age, it takes a lot to impress me. My kids are always telling me I'm too selective. I don't agree. 17. Ongoing relationships require time. A date now and then is fine, but I don't want to take time away from the friends that I have fun with, who are supportive, and were there for each other. So many men want you to give all that up. Got news for you. Women want men to give it up as well. 18. I would be afraid to date if I didn't know enough about the person that I could feel safe. 19. I would love someone to meet and share my life with, but I'm not willing to compromise my own wants and needs. It may work if we happen to be on the same page. 20. The last person I went out with only talked about his last girlfriends. Seriously? 21. I dated a girl briefly, and she was pretty, but she continually took selfies of herself. That was such a turnoff. I must pass on a personal experience that I had as a therapist, and it wasn't a date. I received a call from a 72-year-old man who told me he wanted to schedule an appointment. He was polite on the phone, spoke well, and he said he needed help because he began dating a woman after being widowed for four years and was confused about her behavior. He also stated that he asked his 38-year-old daughter for advice, but that she told him she wasn't comfortable discussing these types of situations with him. What she said is, Dad, you need a therapist. So that is how and why he ended up in my office. On his first visit, he began flirting and asking me personal questions, such as whether I was married or dating, and he made several inappropriate comments. He began giving me graphic details of what the woman he was dating was doing to him. Well, I don't need to describe any more. You've got the picture. Thirty minutes into the session, I stopped him and told him there was no charge for this session as there really wasn't anything I could help him with, but to suggest he find a male therapist to help him work through his issues. And as I ushered him out the door, I made this statement that I hoped he would think about. I said, I'm not sure you are ready to date until you examine your own behavior and your feelings towards women. You seem like a nice man, but your actions aren't sending a positive message, and I'm sure that's not your intent. Then I wished him good luck. The moral of this story is even a therapist has the right to walk away. I'm always asked, where do I go to meet someone? 
here are a few of my thoughts on the subject, and there's so many more suggestions that I'm sure people can give you. Well, it could be a place of worship. You could go to a bookstore, museum, concert, theater, sports event, or wherever you go that you enjoy and is hold some interest for you. If it's what you enjoy and you happen to meet someone there that catches your eye, chances are you have something in common and it can be a great icebreaker. Being introduced by a friend is the preferred way, but unfortunately not all friends are matchmakers. And then of course the online dating that we've talked at length about. And that brings us to another way to meet someone and that's a professional matchmaker. Now, this requires a much larger fee than online dating costs, but if money is not a factor, you may want to find a qualified and legitimate matchmaker with good references. It may be less stressful and a way to date. The least suitable way is to meet someone by bar hopping, unless you really like to drink. If you are not much of a drinker, you may find that conversations with someone at the bar may be less than interesting and you may even end up listening to more sorrowful stories than uplifting conversations. There are always exceptions to every rule and I don't mean to imply that everyone who goes to a bar is not worth your time. All I'm saying is know what you are looking for before you decide where to start looking. Online dating, it has worked for many, many women and men but only if they aren't in a rush. My recommendation of meeting someone online is the following. One, be patient and satisfied with texting and talking on the phone for several weeks before setting a date to meet. This is your opportunity to listen, really listen, and don't ignore any red flags, such as inappropriate comments or a negative attitude. Two, don't overlook offhand remarks that suggest this person is judgmental, overly opinionated, or rigid. They're not much fun. Four, pay attention to how well they are listening to you and what questions do they ask you. Do they ask you questions that suggest they are sincerely interested in knowing what you like and don't like? Six, do they only text, never call? If so, you don't really know if they are a good communicator or not. Seven, if their humor is always sarcastic rather than just funny, be aware that they may have anger issues. Eight, if they push to meet you immediately and seem annoyed when you say no, run fast, run fast and run far. Nine, over the weeks, ask some non-threatening questions about their family. If they avoid answering, or answer negatively, you may want to stop right there and move on to looking at other people's profiles. 10. Never text or stay on the phone for hours. It suggests you have nothing better to do and that you might be just desperate. These are just a few suggestions about questions you might ask, but it's a good start. The responses can provide greater insights into that person from which you can then determine if you want to meet them in person. What I am about to recommend, and for your safety, also applies to women and men. If you decide you want to meet them, always remember to take your own car. Meet them in a busy location and a public place. Tell a friend where you're going and name and number of the person you are meeting. And never forget, you can walk out anytime. How often have I heard... They texted and talked for a few days, met in person on the third day, and committed within a month. 
oh my, not a sensible, safe, or mature way to get to know someone, least of all to start a relationship. And it's indicative of a person who is low in self-esteem, who is lacking self-confidence, who doesn't value their self, and maybe doesn't even respect themselves. So keep that in mind. The fact is, you don't really know someone for at least six months. Let's face it, there are no guarantees that any particular way you choose to date will lead you to that perfect person or to Mr. or Mrs. Wright. But if you allow yourself the patience to take the process slowly, keeping your ears and eyes open and not ignoring those red flags, you are on the right track. For any reason you sense or feel any discomfort with a person, don't make excuses for them. Always trust your inner voice and always believe what they're telling you. If someone is telling you they're not interested in any commitment, believe them. There are some very needy and disturbed people out there, but there are also some wonderful, mature men and women who are emotionally stable, available, and worthwhile. At the very least, you may acquire a new and exciting friend, which may be all you are interested in. If you are respectful yourself, you're emotionally healthy and stable. Never settle for anyone less than yourself. Don't convince yourself that you feel or think you are too old to have a companion to marry or spend time with a nice person. Life's too short for that kind of thought. If you are content being single and enjoying your life as you are living it, then don't let anyone tell you that you need someone to make you happy. Just keep on keeping on. Our next podcast will be an interview with a cancer survivor. We're going from something very light to something not so light. And she will describe her emotional journey through this difficult disease and discuss what she learned about her own strength and what she did to stay positive throughout the process. If you are a survivor or personally in treatment, have a family or a member or a friend that are in treatment or survivors, then you don't want to miss this podcast. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one, at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.